Brother Williams, come and preach to us. Let's put our hands together for the man of God as he comes in Jesus' name. Come on, can we give God a deep praise? Come on, can we give God a deep praise? Come on, take about 30 seconds and reach deep. Come on, reach way down deep. Come on, reach way down deep. God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Amen. Do it again if it feels good. Shout praise the Lord. Amen. One more time. Clap your hands with everything you got left. Come on, come on, come on, come on. God's still worthy. Come on, he's still on the throne. He's in the house. His spirit's still moving. Yes, yes. Just stand right there. I am so sorry. Brother Kenneth Fitzpatrick. Love you. Love you. Brother Ken came and contributed his talents and abilities many, many moons ago. Th three buildings ago. Love you. Brother Williams, I apologize, but I could not. I could. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amen. Let's thank God for the spirit of worship. Come on, haven't we been blessed by the worship, by the singing, by the, the anointed spirit in the house? Amen. 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 No apology needed, Bishop, in revival. We just let anything happen, especially letting God move. Come on, anybody feel like that this morning? I just want God to do what he wants to do. Come on, I'm getting my flesh out of the way. I'm getting my weariness out of the way. Amen. 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 Isaiah 55 and 10, Job 14 and 7. And in your turning this, this week without, without sounding like a broken record has been one of the most divinely orchestrated meetings that I've seen in my young years of living. And I just want to tell you that God's not done. God's not done yet. And I, I'm humbly, we are humbly grateful. We are so humbly grateful for the invitation to be a part of not only the summit conference, but to be a small part in this ignition process of revival in this dimension. Amen. God's doing some great things at Cornerstone, and we honor Bishop Mayo and Sister Mayo and their family. We honor them with, with beautiful, superlative honor. They are tremendous, God-fearing, loving people. And without saying, this church has been a model of excellence. All the ambassadors, ushers, singers, bodyguards, praise God.
Amen. I might not need a bodyguard, but I'll take one. Amen. All, all of the, the, the kitchen staff, the cooks and sound men, everybody that's doing, doing their part for the kingdom of God, there is no waste in sacrifice. And God's got something in store for you this morning. Anybody believe that? Yeah. Now, now I'm an evangelist, and I know if you're going to be a good evangelist, it takes a sensitivity to the people. Somebody say amen. So we have exasperated energies. We have exuberantly exhausted ourselves with effort. In short, yes, we are tired. But I, I want you to do this for me. I want you to promise me one thing. We've got one service to make this thing happen. We've got one service to let God speak to us. Anybody need a word from God this morning? Yeah. And I just want to take the next 45 minutes and just give God everything I got left in the tank. Come on, can we do that? Come on, come on. Come on, anybody feel that right there? Come on, said God, I got one more praise left. God, I got one more prayer left. I got one more song left. I got one more shout left. I promise you give God your last. He knows how to extend it and give you more. Amen. Somebody shout amen. Amen. So grateful for my beautiful wife. And I'm being lengthy now because the rest of the preliminaries of this revival are going to be super short. But so grateful for my beautiful wife. She is a praying woman. She's a beautiful woman. She's my woman. Amen. 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 I love her. My, our miracle baby boy is in the house. Amen. If you see me shouting and dancing with him in the front, I'm just dancing with my miracle. Amen. Amen. Anybody still believe in miracles? Come on. Anybody still believe in miracles? Amen. Isaiah 55 and 10. When you have it, shout amen. Isaiah 55 and 10. And then Job 4 and 7 would be the second text of consideration. The Bible declares that for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth, that's the key word there, water. Somebody shout water. But watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth and Bud, second key word, bud. Somebody shout bud. But make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, it shall not. Come on, turn to your other neighbor and say, it shall not. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish. It shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper 
in the thing whereto I sent it. One more passage of scripture real quickly. Job 14 and 7. For anybody in the room that you don't know how to deal with dark situations. You don't know how God is going to answer your unanswered prayers. You don't know how God is going to do what you need him to do. I want you to be encouragement with encouragement in the house and let you know that there is hope in the room. And sometimes, sometimes if we can all say amen to this, sometimes we just need a little bit of hope. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Sometimes we just need a little bit of hope and Job found that hope. He found that hope and he said this, for there is hope, somebody shout hope, for there is hope of a tree if it be cut down that it will sprout again and that the tender branch thereof will not cease though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground. He said, yet through the scent of water, somebody shout water, it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. Bishop, you were in the Holy Ghost this morning and I, I felt the Spirit of God just sweeping in the house because sometimes there are voices that we listen to more than the only voice that matters. And in the onset of this revival, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that we let God know that everything that he has promised us, we still believe it. Come on, come on, come on. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, every lie, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of fear, every spirit of unbelief, you've got to let it die this morning. Come on, anybody still believe that God can do the impossible? Come on, anybody still holding on to some things and said, God, I still believe it's not over yet. Amen. In the onset of this revival, I believe that God's going to begin to unfold some things in this house. And I just come to remind somebody at Cornerstone that God has the final say. Come on, come on, let it, come on, let hope get in your spirit right now. Come on, let strength get in your bones right now. Only God has the final say. Come on, I don't care what family has said. I don't care what the enemy says. I don't care what the darkness looks like. I've come to tell you, God has the final say. Oh, somebody give God praise in the house. Man, somebody shout, God has the final say. Come on, do it again. God has the final say. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. Clap your hands as you're being seated one more time. Amen. So glad for all the visitors that are in the sanctuary this morning. We appreciate you being here. Amen. God has a word for you. Somebody say amen. God, God has the final say. Sometimes we, we get in a place in life that the options become minimal. 
that the options that we have left in our seeing are not the options that we, that we want to accept. And sometimes we, we get those whispering voices. We get those voices that begin to tell us that God is no longer interested in what you need. He's no longer interested in what's going on in your family. He's no longer interested in broken places and things that have been messed up and things that have died. But I just want to remind somebody in the room that only God has the final say. Yeah. And sometimes we need hope. Somebody shout hope. We need hope. We need hope not yesterday. We don't need hope last week. We need hope right now. We need it right now. We need it today. We need it this minute. And I feel a spirit of hope in the house. Job was in that same place. He was in a place. I want to talk to you. I want God to talk to you. He was in a place where I, I feel that he sat down on the grass. And if you don't know the story of Job, I, I won't take time to go through it, but Job faced one of the darkest trials that I believe any man walking in feeble flesh of humanity has had to walk through. Job was in a, a dark place. And I don't know if he understood basic biology or if he just looked at nature itself, but, but Job began to drum up hope from a tree. He said, for there is hope of a tree that even if a tree is cut down, somebody shout dead. Even if a tree is cut down, that there is still hope for that tree that it can sprout again. I'm going to get back to Job, but I, there's a story that, that makes me think about this text in great depth. It's a story of a young man by the name of Trenton, 13 years old. Many, many states over in Alabama, this young man and his friends were, were having some fun during the summer, and their fun soon turned tragic as they were riding ATVs and four-wheelers in the country. We know what that's like growing up in the country. Somebody say amen. And as country kids do, he and his friends turned fun into trouble, and they were riding ATVs, four-wheelers, if you will, and... They decided to heighten the intensity of fun, and they hitched a trailer to the back of a four-wheeler bishop. They, they were riding down trails. They were, they were skirting down deep ravines, rocks kicking beneath the tires, and they're, they're taking sharp turns, and these sharp turns quickly, quickly turned tragic. As Trenton, this young man, he was one of the passengers that had been sitting on the back of the trailer that is a hitch to the four-wheeler. And as they were going down a steep curve, the trailer and the four-wheeler went in two different directions. And Trenton was thrown, dejected from the trailer several feet away down a ravine that was near the edge of the road, and he began to topple end over end down the ravine to the bottom 
as he made it to the bottom, he was in great pain from being displaced from the trailer. But what followed that fall down the ravine was even more disturbing as the trailer began to follow right behind him in the same path. And as Trenton made it to the bottom of the ravine, the trailer also made it to the bottom and it fell right on top of Trenton. To make matters worse, the placement of the trailer had been in the worst place possible as the trailer had become wedged right on top of Trenton's head. And as gruesome as it sounds, it was as gruesome at that sight as he immediately, under the weight of the trailer, became suppressed beneath the weight of that trailer and his brain immediately began to feel the pressure, suffering contusions to his brain, fractures to his skull, his body had become mangled and punctured. His lungs had begun to be bruised from the weight of this pressure. Trenton was not doing good. His, his friends, these teenagers, mortified at the sight. They ran down the hill. They pulled Trenton from under the trailer. They called the, the emergency medical professionals, and they began to rush Trenton to the hospital. As they got him in the ambulance, they began to diagnose his situation, try to evaluate him. And I remind you, Trenton was not doing good, barely breathing, barely holding on to life, barely breathing, barely having, having oxygen, breathing in and out from his diaphragm, breathing slowly and slowly. Trenton began to fade, and he made it to a hospital bed, but making it to the hospital was a little too late as they assigned a bed to Trenton. He soon flatlined on the hospital bed. I know I'm taking my time, but God's going to help us this morning. Anybody still with me? And they, they realized that Trenton flatlined on the hospital bed. He died. Somebody shout, died. He died on the hospital bed. And through the miraculous hand of the physicians that were there, they were able to resuscitate Trenton and bring him back to life. And that's beautiful, right? Somebody nod your head. Beautiful. But Trenton's condition worsened, and he flatlined again. Miraculously, they brought him back to life again. As miraculous as it sounds, this happened not once, not twice, but Trenton died four times on that hospital bed, and they miraculously, even after the fourth time, resuscitated him and brought him back to life. Can I just tell somebody, there's a spirit of life in this room right now. Come on, I know you're tired, but you just lift up your hands and, and let God get a hold of your spirit, and you'll feel strength. Uh, I'll come to tell you, there's life. Somebody shout life. There's life in the house. I said, there's strength in the house. I said, there's, there's peace in the house. Oh, yeah, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. They brought him back to life even after the fourth time, but, but the doctors were very concerned about this rehabilitation of Trenton and bringing him back to life. And so they decided to have a conversation with Trenton's mother. They said, ma'am, we want to talk to you about your boy. They said, we're doing all we can to help him, Sister Marks. We're doing all we can to take care of your baby. But, but you got to understand that every time we bring him back to life, 
There's a chance, there's a chance that he's going to live a vegetable life. He's not going to be normal. If we keep bringing him back to life, his organs are failing more and more. We can't keep going through this cycle. We can't keep going through this vicious cycle of, of life and death and life and death. We've got to do something. The mother's, mother's concerned about this option. Somebody shout option. She's concerned about this option. She said, well, what are my options? They said, well, ma'am, there's hope. Somebody shout hope. There's hope. Somebody shout hope. There's hope, but the hope is not for your boy. They said, there's five children that are in need of an organ transplant. And your boy's organs are still in a good enough condition that if we harvest his organs right now, that we can save those children's lives. Now, if you're a mother, if you've birthed a child and you know, you know the, 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 the nature of nurturing and you know what it feels like, that bond, that connectivity between a mother and their child, you don't want to hear that option. All the mamas say amen. And so she, she, she's crying with tears streaming down her face. She said, are you sure that's the only and best option? She said, ma'am, we can keep your boy alive. We can bring him back by, by maybe a will of a miracle and a chance, but it's not good if we try to bring him back to life again. She said, well, what are my options? Somebody shout options. They said, we're asking you to give us permission. We're asking you to give us permission that if your boy flatlines again or if you would willingly give us permission, we, in his coma state, we will begin to start a procedure and take him off of life support. That mother looked at that sheet of paper. She looked at that permission slip. She looked back at that hospital bed. She looked at the doctors. She looked back at that sheet of paper. And with tears streaming down her face, believing that this was the best and final option, she, she signed her name on the dotted line. And she gave the doctor's permission to take her boy off of life support. She decided to cash in the coins because there was no hope left for her child. But somewhere between that time that she signed that paper and the next day as the doctors went into the hospital room and began to evaluate Trenton and his final condition began to analyze his wounds and began to evaluate his, his condition. They, they were making their final checks of analysis. And the doctor, one of the doctors went over to the machines and began to program the machines to take him off of life support. And out of the corner of his eye, as he's fine-tuning the knobs, he looked over to the hospital bed where Trenton was in a coma for weeks, not responsive. All of a sudden, he thought that he caught a glimmer of a scour that Trenton was feeling pain, a scour that had come upon his face. All of a sudden, not, not sure what he was seeing. All of a sudden, Trenton appeared to be moving his eyelashes. All of a sudden, the doctor, not, 
not believing what's transpired in disbelief of what's taking place on the hospital bed. The doctor looked even closer at Trenton and he pulled the covers back and Trenton's fingers were moving. The doctor's not sure what's happening. This, this doesn't make sense. This boy, this boy doesn't have a chance. There's no chance. He's coming out of this coma. There's no chance. He'll live again. But the doctor, seeing this movement, he pulled the cover back one more time, and Trenton's toes were moving. And I don't know what happened between yesterday before and between God and eternity. The doctors gave up hope and even a mama cashing the coins and saying ain't no chance. He's coming out. I might as well give in. I might as well sign the dotted line. But between God and Trenton, all of a sudden Trenton's eyes popped wide open on that hospital bed. Hey, I've come to tell somebody, uh, I don't care how dark it is uh, and what it looks like. Uh, only God uh, has the final say. My God, I wish you would hear me right now. Uh, I wish you would pull yourself up uh, by your boots uh, and say, I think I can believe God uh, one more day. Uh, I think I can pray uh, and believe what? My God, I wish somebody would praise God. I've come to tell you, I don't care if it looks dead. If God didn't declare death, you shall live. I don't. Oh, I feel hope and strength. Just stepped in the sanctuary. I don't care if you've been on the prayer list since 1999. All it takes is one moment, one one breath, one sin of water, and dead things can live again. I wish you would throw up your hands and say, God, I think I believe that you have the final say. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what my family says. Come on, somebody clap your hands and praise God. I come to tell a mama don't give up just yet I've come to tell a brother don't throw in the towel yet God has the final say somebody turn to your neighbor and said God has the final say Come on, come on, say it like you mean it. Uh, hey, I've come to tell somebody, uh, the voice that tells you uh, that God is through with you, uh, it's a lie. Uh, the voice that tells you uh, that God ain't hearing you, uh, it's a lie. Uh, the voice that's telling you uh, that God forgot about you, uh, it's a lie. Uh, it didn't come from his mouth. Uh, it didn't come from his heart. Uh, Because it only is final until God says it's final. But I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I said it's only final. It's only finished. And it's only finite until it come out of God's mouth. I wish somebody would let God speak to you right now. Hey, I've come to tell you, your family, they don't have the voice of God. Your friends, they don't have the words of God. Only his words can flow from his lips and not return void. Only his voice can flow from heaven and not. Somebody whisper, God has the final say.
Can I tell you, maybe city, can I tell you how beautiful it is? There's something about the nature of God that he's so powerful and so majestic in nature that even when he begins to utter words from his lips, even he can't take them back. Oh, I don't think you hear me right now. Can I tell you that I believe with all every fiber of my being that on the precipice of his throne in the darkness of nothingness that even when God said let there be I believe that even if he wanted to take his words back that by the time he said let there be light light had to come forth and it couldn't stay locked up. I don't know if you hear me. He said, as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and return it not thither, but it begins to penetrate the ground. It begins to operate. Can I tell you, by the time that you start praying and God's spirit starts moving, ain't nothing can happen but a miracle. God can't stop it from happening. When his hand goes forth, once his word speaks, it shall come to pass. But I wish I had about three people that believe what I just said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just come to remind you in the house, God can't lie. God can't lie. God can't. I don't care if it's dead. A sin of water can bring your problems back to life. I've come to tell you, God said, I'll take your problems and I'll destroy them. He said, I'll, I'll elevate your problems in your sight just so that I can destroy them. Can I tell you that all it takes, all it takes is a sin of water. Somebody shout water. All it takes is a sin of water. And God can bring dead things to life again. I don't know what happened in Job's mind. I don't know what was going on in the spirit. But I, I just happen to know with a scientific background that Job knew exactly what he was talking about. Job said there is hope for a tree that even if a tree is cut down to the stump, that even as dark and as dim as that stump looks like, I've come to tell you that dead things can live again. I know, I know that's hard to believe, but, but you have to understand that with the proper atmosphere like we've had in Summit Conference, with the proper atmosphere like we feel in this house right now, all it takes is a sin of God's spirit to begin to penetrate your troubles and a sin of God's spirit to get a hold of your mind. I want you to hear me right now. And I don't care if it looks dead. If God didn't say it's dead, then honey, you better believe it's alive. You better believe there's still hope. You better believe there's still a chance. You better believe there's still light. You better believe Hey, Sister Mayo, uh, you want to take that prayer journal out uh, and go back some pages uh, and said, God, I still believe that prayer. Uh, I still believe that prayer. Uh, I hey, I come to tell you, God has uh, the final. Hey, can I, can I just let you on, you know, on a secret right now? Your promises are not dead. 
I don't know if you need me to say anything else to get you on your feet and believe that. I'll say it this way. Your prayers are not dead. But what about my tears? Can I tell you? Can I tell you about your tears? He said, yet through the scent of water. Yet through the scent of water, uh, it will bud. Uh, can I tell you that, that when, when water begins to saturate a stump uh, and the fertilization and the, and the, and the, nutri the nutrients uh, begin to saturate that stump, uh, all of a sudden uh, it gets down in the shriveled roots uh, and it gets down in the dry, cold ground. Uh, I don't care how long you've been waiting. Uh, it ain't too long for God. Uh, I don't care how long you've been crying. Uh, all God needs is water. Uh, all I'm going to keep saturating the stump until something starts again. I'm, I'm going to keep watering the seed until the seed cracks open. I'm I'm going to keep praying for my boy until he gets in church. I'm going to keep holding God's hand and believing my husband's going to be on the pew with me until... Hey, somebody ought to water the stump right now. I need God to saturate dead things. I need God to regenerate dead things. I... Come on, you ought to lift up your hands and water the stump right now. I got one more praise in me. I got one more prayer in me. I still believe God has the final. Hey, mama, that fasting ain't for nothing. Hey, daddy, those, those tears that nobody see, they're not for nothing. He said, no, no, the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground. He said, with the scent of water, it's going to bud again. I want to tell somebody, you think you lost your joy? All you need is the water to saturate your spirit. You think you lost life? You think you've messed up too much? I just come to tell you, you're in the right place for the water of God's spirit to fill the sanctuary, for the water and the rain of God's presence to get a hold of your problems. For the... Some people don't believe biology. You just, you're a visual learner, so I, I got a picture to help you out. Yeah, that's what it looks like. When it's dead and it's cut off and it doesn't seem like anything else can grow. But God said, I'll take your dead prayers and I'll resurrect them. I've come to tell you that we're, we're in the season of resurrection. I've come to tell you we're in the season of resurrection. I don't care if we're in a new building. The prayers you, the prayers you prayed in that building, they work in this building. The time you prayed in the carpet and you let your face feel the floor, God's going to honor those prayers if you believe his final word. Uh, 
I don't care if your husband's been in prison for 10 years. I come to tell you that prayers can be unlocked and seeds can sprout again when you begin to water the ground, when you begin to water the stump. Hey, I come to tell you the atmosphere of the cedars in the house. I come to tell you that regeneration can happen when you still believe. I want you to leave that right there. That's a beautiful sight, ain't it? You walk past that stump one year, it's still a stump. You walk past that pew one year, and your husband's still not here. You go to your bank account one day, and it's still empty. But all it takes is one service. All it takes is one saturation of the ground. All it takes is one season of snow, one season of rain, and you keep crying, God, why the rain keeps pouring? It's muddy, it's nasty. When's the rain gonna stop? When's the cold gonna quit? When's the snow gonna stop falling? God saying, no, sir, I need that water. You need that water to make things bring forth and sprout. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, God has the final say. Can I, can, I tell, can I tell you right now, I want to talk to somebody. Somebody may have invited you to church this morning, uh, and you showed up in the house, uh, and you came just because they asked you, uh, but you came on a good Sunday because uh, God has a word for you. Uh, I just want to tell you, I don't care what you even say about yourself. Uh, only God has the final say. No, preacher, you don't understand. I got a messed up past. Nobody likes me. God can't love me. Nobody loves me. God can't help me. Nobody can help me. But your words are a lie. Only God can tell the truth because the lie is not in him. I've come to remind you in the house that God cannot lie. I come to tell you, Numbers 23 and 19, for God is not a man. He's not you. He's not me. He's not your family. He can't lie. God can't lie. He said, in fact, he said, I'm not a God that I can't lie. He said, he said, not only can I not lie, but I'll take what you give me and I'll multiply it. That means if you give God your doubts, he will give you destiny. If you give God your fears, he'll give you faith. Ecclesiastes tells us, he said, cast your bread upon the waters. But what that means is, it's not bread. He said, cast your seeds upon the water. And you're going to find that many days, hence it's going to come back to you. What that means is, is when you begin to give God uh, what you don't think he can deal with, uh, God will take your problems. Uh, he will take your circumstances. Uh, and when it returns back to you, uh, it's going to return uh, with the word that he sent it forth to accomplish. Uh, I just come to tell you, uh, keep on crying uh, and water the stump. Uh, keep on praying uh, and water the stump. Uh, and the stump's going to get water. Uh, and the ground's going to be saturated. Uh, and it's going to bring forth and.
I wish you would clap your hands like you believe it. Come on, I wish you would clap your hands like you believe it. Hey, somebody on a Sunday morning, you need to faith it until you make it. I ain't talking about faking it, but I've got faith in my bones. I'm going to keep believing it until God makes it happen. I'm going to keep on holding on until the buds come forth. And God, God's not going to bring forth a mangled answer. He's not going to bring he's not going to bring forth a halfway promise. Yeah, Abraham was like, God, I know you can do it, but he had a halfway promise when Ishmael came forth. It wasn't the completeness, it wasn't the wholeness of the of the root out of dry ground. He said he said I, I can take roots out of dry ground and I can bring forth the promise of the seed of Abraham. I just want to tell you that those seeds that are in the ground, they might be dim, dark and dormant, but you keep on watering the ground and believing that God has the final God has the final say. You can say you're weak all you want if God didn't say it. There's some strength somewhere. Yeah, I'm just crazy enough to believe. There's a reason why I think that Jesus was very careful to say that Lazarus wasn't dead. He ended up declaring to his disciples, since you don't understand he's dead. But he said, Lazarus is only sleeping. I think Jesus was very careful, Sister Mayo, to say that Jerry's daughter, she's only sleeping. Because he's God manifested in the flesh. And what he says, it is. You're not hearing me right now. Because if Jesus declares you as dead, buddy, you ain't coming back. I don't think you're hearing me right now. I said, if Jesus says that you're dead, there ain't no chance. But if he says you're only asleep and death ain't an option. Hey, I come to tell you, you can keep on claiming uh, brokenness uh, and being bogged down uh, in financial instability. Uh, but if God says, I am rich, uh, you better believe, buddy, I've got the prosperous spirit uh, of God in my bosom. Uh, I can't be broke. Uh, I can't be fearful. Uh, I can't be doubtful. Uh, it's not possible. I am who... He says, I am. I am what he says I am. You can, have a, you can have an independent counseling session in the mirror all you want and keep believing you are nobody, but that's not what God says about you. You can keep on reasoning. You can keep on reasoning with yourself and say, "You know what? If I just swallow this this bottle of pills and check out of life, nobody will miss me. But God will miss you." And God's saying, "Live, live, 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 live." 
Hey, somebody ought to resurrect some spirit of hope in your bones and say, it's not dead yet. It's not over yet. It's not done yet. It's not finished yet. And tell God. Until God. I wish somebody would lift up your voice and clap your hands. Come on, praise him with hope. Praise him with faith. Praise him with strength. Praise him, praise him. Come on, I feel something. I feel something on the stump right now. I feel something in the ground right now. I come to tell you, it may be dry and weathered, destitute and despair, but God has the final. God's not finished. As we stand in the house, God's not finished. God's not finished. I just want to tell you, God's not finished. Preacher, you said it already. I'll say it again. God's not finished. Sometimes we think because we change disposition in life, and that changes God's mind. I just want to tell you what he promised you yesterday is still in effect today. But what about, what about my insecurities? What about, what about my lifestyle, preacher? You don't know I'm a sinner. I don't know God. I don't know anything about God. Surely God doesn't love me. He don't want to have anything to do with me. No, that's what you're saying. That's not what God is saying. God's saying, you know what? All you need, sir, is a little water, and I can change that. All you need is a little water, ma'am, and I can, I can fix that. All that stuff about yourself that you're saying, I'm the God that I can take dead lives and I can bring them to life again. Can I tell you, can I tell you why we believe in that pool of baptism? It's because you can go down in the waters of the spirit and the dead things die in the water. But when you come out, something sprouts up in the newness of life. I know this is a Sunday morning hangover from the conference. I know you're tired. But I want you to lock it with me for, for four minutes right now. Is there anybody in the room that you have things, definitive things that you've asked God specifically? And not because he doesn't have the power to do. But is there anybody in the house that it hasn't come to pass yet? Let me see your hands. Anybody in the house that God, that God has spoke a prophetic word or promise into your life and it just hasn't budded yet? Anybody? That's why I want you to lock in with me right now because I know I'm preaching to the majority if not all of all of us in the house. When we start believing the voices of doubt, 
they push out every ounce of faith that we're cleaving to. And then we stop manifesting our belief in our works. We stop showing up to family prayer. We stop being faithful and pushing the plate back one time a week like we committed to. Is that all right this Sunday morning? We stop hitching our faith to our works. We start missing a service here and there because God hasn't done it yet. We stop being faithful. But the reason why you can't let that happen is because faith disconnected from your works is dead. The only way your prayers die completely is when you stop working and operating with faith when you pray. stop lifting your hands the stump stays dead when you stop coming to the altar the roots shrivel up when you stop calling your husband's name before the Lord the stock dies in the ground But when you keep watering the stump with your works. Can I see that tree one more time? The dead things are forgotten about because the newness starts springing up. And I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, all some of you need right now is for the shell of the seed of hope to just crack open. Anybody still believe that God can still do it? Come on, that's, I'm telling you, your, work, your works have to be in operation right now. If there's anybody, you believe in the course of this revival that God not because of me, but because you're going to reattach your, your faith and your works to the stump. If there's anybody in the house that still believe that God can do something with your dead prayers, I want you to get in this altar right now. Come on, families, grab your wives. Husbands, grab your wives. Grab. Oh, yes. Come on, come on, come on. Before you start praying, just come on, come on, come on. I know you're tired, I know you're tired. Come on, make this effort, make this effort. You think it's impossible? That's only when man's declaring it. For with man it may be impossible. Because man can, can
can say it's impossible from his lips. And God from his heart can say it's a lie. I don't know how long that God will allow us to be here in revival. But I think I got enough faith for everybody in this house. I wonder if you got faith for yourself. Hey, backslider, listen. God can restore your relationship with him right now. Hey, saint of God, God can restore your prayer life right now. Hey, husbands and wives, God can restore your marriage right now. You think it's dead. <laughs> but God didn't say that. It's not in God's mouth. I'm telling you, it shall come forth and bud. All it needs is a little water. This is what we're going to do right now in the Holy Ghost. You're thinking about the stump. You're thinking about the dried bark. But I want you to think about the buds. Because once it starts raining from heaven, it can't do nothing but bud. Once you start watering the ground, it can't do nothing but bring forth an answered prayer. All across this house right now. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that you've let go. But I want you to reach down in the roots. I want you to reach down in the roots. I want you to lift up your hands as high as you can raise them right now all across the sanctuary. And right now on this first service of this revival. I want you to water the stump right now. Don't give up, brother. Don't give up, mama. Come on, I want you to pray until you descend. Let water. Come on, let water build up on your eyes right now. I want you to close your eyes and say, but God is dead. But God's saying, no, it's still alive. Can these bones live? I need you to speak to the bones. I need you to speak to the valley. I need you to speak to the stump and say, live and not die. Live and not die. Live and not die. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, raise your spirit with hope in your heart. Come on, lift up your voice with faith in your spirit. I still believe I'm holding on to God's final words.